I hope you keep that big exhale in the podcast because, man, what a friggin' season it's been. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the No Bad Dudes podcast. That exhale is a perfect example or is, is a perfect demonstration of this season. Uh, I am your co-host, uh, uh, Brad Anderson, proud owner of Hot Chub Time Machine. I am joined by my co-host, Amy Ducey with the gnarly turkey sacks. There we go. Well, Thanksgiving sprinkled in there. Yeah, so many people uh, in this league and other leagues, uh, multiple people in each league, have just texted me or called me and expressed that this season feels more exhausting than others. I don't know if that's actually the case, um, but what are your what are your impressions? Does this seem more exhausting to you than other seasons? Um, um, yeah. I mean, I, no. I, I mean, okay. Sure. I. I mean it. I guess, I guess, um, just because the first round seems to not have paid off, that's probably why people feel that way. Like, sure, even the ones like like a Najee Harris who's been good, it's not like he's been fun to watch. <laughs> um, it's oh, like three man. three and a half yards of carry. Like, listen, the guy's playing hard. He's doing the best. He's delivering you, but it, you know, you know, I'll avoid talking about my guy because he's fun to watch and he's paid off in the first round but like McCaffrey Cook Adams Kelsey all these guys who like you're like Russ. excited to Russ in our league yeah Russ the guys you're excited to watch even like Lamar Jackson and and, and uh Pat Patrick Mahomes like it's just not as fun so I feel like the highs aren't there so mm-hmm. maybe that's the thing it's like you don't get that adrenaline rush of like yeah that's so awesome my guy yeah, I, I feel like there's so like I got a weird kind of Najee Harris bad beat the other day. Like I had him in my league, and you know he gets that it. Some guy makes a, a dirty hit. He goes out for two or three series, and they score all those points. And I lose by like three points in this league because Najee Harris was pulled out. It's like it. It feels like you know that's not an uncommon thing, I guess, but. Um, those sort of things just slowly exhaust you throughout a season. Um, I mean, the other cool. thing I think, I think just, just when you're talking about the exhaust, I also just, I, I don't know if it's football. Like I was thinking about this today. Like, uh, I'm going to end up going too long, but who cares? It's football and you, you guys can skip it if you want. So first thought just relating directly to this is I don't think there's been a lot of in-season breakout players this year um like i like Kadarius tony was gonna be that guy but jason garrett killed it we'll talk about jason garrett later i have stuff to say about that but um so like there's no like excitement there's no like handcuff running back i know you're interested in your guy tony tony jones the guy who i drafted so he may be good for the end of the year but like there just hasn't been that guy to give you that overall excitement um yeah i don't if you want to talk about that but then i'll have another thought after that yeah i mean i feel like all the like the breakouts you know all the surprises uh happen at the beginning of the season 
you know, like you said, like there's not been a mid season spark, like the, the Debo, right. Like Debo all of a sudden becoming great. And, you know, after, you know, and able to stay healthy and all that stuff. And Jamar chase, like there's been some guys that have popped, but it, it feels like we knew about how good they were in week three and the rest of it, it feels like everyone's just been like, man, I hope I can maintain. I, th- I hope I can like hold, like I look at a team like Henry and it's just like, Oh man, he, he was on top of the world and now he's struggling to clear a hundred points. Um, so yeah, I I'm with you that there hasn't been people really stepping up and, uh, taking over the mantle or like, breaking out mid-season and i also think like this year um like i feel like all the all the passing numbers are kind of down like all the Mm. high-end receivers have been down i feel like there's just like Mm. the the league might be shifting slowly back to a more defensive mindset like they've they figured out how to use this the two deep safeties to slow down the two best offenses this year casey and buffalo and like you know, I talked about it last week because the Raiders are dummies or something. Um, but, like, the Cowboys seem to have brought back the two deep safeties. And, you know, the Chiefs won. They'll probably still win. But it wasn't, it wasn't like it's the old Chiefs yet. So I think yeah. that'll be something to watch the rest of the season. All right. Well, let's talk about the rest of the season. And more specifically, this week, it's Thanksgiving, y'all. We're coming out uh, a little earlier this week. You know, the pod's going to be a, a tad bit shorter. Uh, and don't worry, we'll we'll make up for it next week when, we st- when we're in the playoffs. But, um, Amy, what are your Thanksgiving plans? Uh, we are uh, going to kind of have a, a solo Thanksgiving on the day. Um, but then we're going to get together with my brothers um, on Saturday. And we're going to try to do something special with our mom. We'll see Hopefully that works out and then, uh, you know, just enjoy the long weekend and uh, be in immortal pain as I think about um, my season being on the brink right now. Yes, yes. Uh, favorite, favorite Thanksgiving dish? Um, you know, just the, I'm, a, I'm, a main, I'm a main guy, like the turkey, turkey and some gravy. Wow. Like, wow. I mean, stuffings are so, like, hit or miss. Um, like, everybody probably likes their parents' stuffing. Um, but then when you go have other people's stuff and you find out, like, they put, like, um, tomatoes in there or, uh, or other weird things, you're like, that doesn't belong in stuffing. And then, like, you know. Uh, I want it my way. Yeah. So. Uh, you know the turkey is pretty straightforward give me a nice juicy uh i know brian my brother who's in the league he likes to deep fry him i don't know if he does them anymore deep fried but uh you know that's a good fun way but also be safe don't uh there's some probably really good youtube videos of uh deep frying your turkey the wrong way so if you're if you're bored and want to have some fun watch that i probably will i will probably go watch a deep fried turkey video in k-hole um Great. My, like, I, I'm with you. I like, I like a, uh, traditional, like I give me good mashed potatoes, just give me good mashed potatoes and a good gravy. 
and I'll eat so much of it. Um, yeah, I, my, my wife is, is cooking this year, which is very exciting because usually it's someone else that we go to and I, I very much trust my wife's cooking. So I'm just getting together with a little bit of family, some cousins, and none of them are football people. Uh, yeah. But they also won't care that I'm just watching football. They're no, like, I'm jealous. Like just, yeah, they're just like, oh, go go watch football. Uh, you know, there's enough enough conversation in this room where I don't need to be present, which I'm very excited about. I'm very excited about just like I have to work in the morning and then I'm going to come home, eat and pass out, watch some football and uh, – Lots of pies too. I've ordered lots of pies, more pies than are needed. Um, all right, you ready to talk about this week and including those those Thanksgiving games? Sure, let's go for it. So we're gonna keep it simple this week. Um, we the past two weeks we talked quite a bit about possibilities of who gets in and uh, you know, and instead of doing the beautiful mind, if this happens and then this happens and then this happens and then this happens, because there are so many different outcomes that are possible. We're just going to talk about the matchups, uh, who we think is going to win. And then if that has playoff implications, uh, then maybe we'll get into that a little bit, but we're going to try and keep it a little simpler than we've done it in the past. Uh, so a tradition like none other, uh, let's go back to how we were doing it in the beginning of the season and start with my matchup first, which is kind of important. Uh, it's me. Well, hold on one second. I just, I just want to, like, there's a scenario where five teams are six and six and one of those teams gets to go to the playoffs. That's why, like, yeah. it's, it's not really worth trying to discuss. And then, like, if one of those teams doesn't make that, because obviously the first thing is the tiebreaker, is uh is head to head so like all the math changes every time somebody wins or loses so um, right so this is like dr strange being like there's 14 million ways and this is the one way instead yeah. of doing that we're just going to kind of talk about the matchups and uh you know based upon that maybe make a prediction at the end but not painstakingly go through it so i am up against brother matt and man is he lucky to be having me this week uh, right now, uh, the projections are, uh, <laughs> are 94 to 90, but he doesn't have, um, a wide receiver, a running back or, or a quarterback playing. So, um, and I don't, I'm missing one super flex. So what to say, what, what do you want to say about this aim? And you, you can talk first. Um, I mean, this will come up probably later because um, there is uh, a key waiver wire guy who will affect both of your teams. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Andy, Mr. Let's, Andy Dalton. We can talk about it now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Andy Dalton's the only current player on waivers who uh, um, who's a starting quarterback. You guys are both missing players you can start in the super flex um so that'll be interesting matt's 11th um i don't think he'll make it down to to matt um but who knows uh obviously matt is facing some dark times with uh patrick and clyde being on on buys and 
Christian Kirk, who he's, he's gotten by. It seems like he ended up with some of the, my of uh, my plan of like getting those wide receivers in the thirty rankings and hoping a couple pop out. Um, but you know he's you know he's still got his stud wide receivers he can lean on, and you know the Thanksgiving games are always weird. Like there is some weird shot that David Montgomery rushes for two hundred and fifty yards. Like there's always some kind of weirdness on the day, so that might be it, and you know the game might be over at that point. Yeah. So uh, this is the, correct me if I'm wrong, this is, is this the first pod we're ever doing pre-waivers? Uh, maybe the first week, but. Maybe the I... first week? Okay. So, yeah. So I will tell you right now that Andy Dalton is definitely not making it to Matt. Uh, most people will have listened or the waivers will have passed by this, by the time they listen to this and it's out. But I, for sure, am making Andy Dalton my number one waiver claim. I'm sixth, I believe. I don't think that he gets to me. Um, so if he does, that would be great, but all good. And uh, so he definitely will be going into our matchup with only one, most likely, uh, quarterback. Uh, and I may have two. Who knows? So... Uh, the other ones that I'm putting in, Eamon, so you know, and so that everybody can, you know, everyone will already know, but um, I'm putting in for Tevin Coleman because Michael Carter is down, uh, and I'm also putting in for MVS um, because I think, you know, there's a chance that he booms again if if Lazard is out and that Rams game could be a pretty big shootout. Um, who knows? So that, those are my waiver claims for the week, and... You know, if I was to, there's a chance that I get NBS regard. Like, I could get him on the back end. I don't know if anyone's looking to burn a waiver priority uh, for him. Um, but, you know, I don't hate my team if I have, uh, if I end up getting um, Andy Dalton. My team would be okay going into that matchup and, you know, could play spoiler, but I don't think. Win or lose, I don't think that it stops Matt from getting into the playoffs. Yeah, and just to quickly go over specifically one of your waiver guys, because um, when when Lamar Jackson was declared out, I got very scared about Mike's uh, total for the week, which obviously was wrong. Um, but I was afraid Mike could actually might really do terrible. So I, I pivoted off Marcus Johnson, who was going to be – Playing on the because I was playing Marcus Johnson because I just wanted to have a good solid points because I was like as long as I stay ahead of certain people. Um, but then when I saw Lamar Jackson out there, I was like, oh no, Mike might not win, and now I'll have to try to figure out how to make up the I think sixty point difference between me and him. So I was like, all right, let me just take a swing with whatever guy in the waiver I thought was best, and um, you know I was looking at MVS, I was looking at I don't remember who I was looking at. It was anybody who I was like. This guy's probably gonna be better than Marcus Johnson. Ended up going with Sammy Watkins, which I think was fine. Like picking up a waiver wire guide Sunday morning, and getting seven points is it's fine. Um, but yeah, MVS. It, it would I'd feel a lot differently if I would have picked up MVS. Yeah, he would he scored twenty points or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think he has a repeat performance of that. But with Alan Lazard out, if he ends up being out, uh, and AJ Dillon not really being a catching threat as much as Aaron Jones. 
I think that there just ends up being more targets and maybe like he had MBS had maybe seven or eight targets last week, uh, caught four. And then obviously that big bomb that he caught. So, um, you know, I'm guessing that I don't beat Matt. It doesn't really matter. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it, it basically just matters for Matt in position of where he, um, well, he can it, get a buy if he wins. Yeah, exactly. So if he wins and Mike loses, I think, then uh, he gets he gets a buy. Yeah. But you know, otherwise so, he plays the points for uh, winner. Okay. So you know it it will it does impact a little bit, but uh, he's in, and so like it kind of worked out for him that the week that he is missing key players like Patrick Mahomes and now that he's got CEH back, um, it doesn't really, you know, impact his season. Uh, he'll still be in the playoffs. So not much more to say about that matchup. It would be nice for me to get a th- third win, but it doesn't matter at this point. Cause even if I do get a third win, I've lost to Jay and I've lost to, um, who's the other three team? Well, Ray um, was for, but he, he Ray was three, but he beat Henry. So, right, right. So there you go. Anything else to say about that? No, I, I, yeah, I think Matt's uh, Matt's set up to he'll he'll have a decent enough game, I think. Um, and he's got a couple of Thanksgiving days, it looks like. So that's always fun. Oh wait, 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 wait! I didn't play Jay. Is Jay the one person I didn't play? Probably. I think that yeah, I think that's right. So. I guess um, if I well, he'll win points for. Um, yeah, that's what it would be. We said we weren't going to do this. Okay, uh, so uh, let's move on to the next one, the next cool. matchup, which is you know in my listing is you and Frank. So what a good time to talk about it. There's lots to talk about here. Uh, so. Currently, right now, it's neck and neck, thirty-two point seven nine and thirty-two point five two, in the projections. I don't see anything that's like out of place on uh, on people's rosters. Like, there's not a buy, and there's not a so. Well, Kyler. it's just. Con- well, yeah. Kyler. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance that he plays, right? No, it's a buy. Like he's he's straight buy. Like oh, he's a straight buy. Yeah, I mean, I, I I will say as much as we've talked on the pod, like when we've talked about injuries for some people, um, I feel like we've ignored the Kyler thing. Um, which you know, I think I think like Jonathan Taylor has been my best player, but like my f- like I think everybody has a franchise player. Like I think for your team, Nick Chubb is your franchise player. I think right. for Matt's team, Patrick Mahomes is his franchise player. Maybe mm-hmm. next year we'll we'll think Justin Jefferson, but like Derrick Henry is the franchise player, and like not having my franchise guy, one of the guys who I just assume is going to be there for a month, has just, you know, it it it's been frustrating. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, just want to talk about that. And uh. so I mean, the only like kind of question mark looking into this, you know, looking at the this lineup is what happens with Eli Mitchell. Uh, if, but you also you have it backed up with Trey Sermon, who is you know serviceable, uh, but not what, 
yeah, he got six points last week. So um, I think I'm going to put in for Dontrell Hilliard. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. So if he makes it to me, he will be the probably the pivot, um, hoping that like he'll just get a lot of dump offs against New England's uh, defense. Yeah. Um, and you know it it is like noticeable that it seems like you know whatever these projections mean. There's a lot of green on you know especially at the top. A lot of green to your red uh, on the the teams. I don't know how. But then the bottom half it flips. But the bottom half it flips. Hey, you've got Gronkowski, Collins. Oh yeah, Collins gonna go off against Washington. Um, so basically, what is the scenario here? If you win, you'll have to beat him by more than seven points, right? Eight points. I only have points for. Just yeah. because of all, like, I did the math. If there's four, if I'm one of the four and six and six teams, I did the math if I'm one of the five and six and six teams. But since there's three teams with already six wins, like, that's not on the table. And I, I lose the tiebreakers because basically um, when I did the tiebreakers, I have one loss against all these teams if yeah. I win. Um, Frank currently doesn't have any losses, so if I beat Frank – tomorrow or this weekend it'll be the first loss he has so like and he played one extra game he played um willie and i didn't play willie this season so like i I think i did the math with me brian him and frank or me frank brian laurent and whatever and i think i had like i was i don't remember the math but like frank just played one more game so it was like three and one in one scenario and then like he was uh two and i was he was three and one i was two and one and then in another scenario he was three and two i was three and two and he was four and two so it was like it's just a percentage thing um so i i need to get ahead of him by seven points yeah so basically you just need to beat him by seven points and mike needs to win and you get it Yes, and he yeah, because then that makes Ryan win, and all that stuff. So yeah, so you just you know win this week, and you know you have a good chance of getting in. I would say, uh, but there, that's easier said than done, as we know. Um, what else about this matchup specifically? Anything to point out? Any like specific? Like... So I will. Uh, I'll just go off because I'm. I'm the resident uh, Giants fan on this podcast and probably the biggest Giants fan. Maybe Frank might be close. I don't know. Uh, I never spent that much time talking to Frank. So I know he's a Giants fan. I know Jay's kind of like backed away. Um, So first of all, I've had this opinion my entire life. I really hate sports when people are constantly asking for people to be fired. I feel it's wholly inappropriate, especially like head coaches because when you – when you like, like actually have like read the stories about what happens when head coaches are fired, that's not one person. It's usually about 50 people get fired. Like it's the guy who's organizing the videos to send to the players who's making like 18 grand for the year. Like those guys all lose their jobs. Um, I'm saying that because I am very happy that Jason Merrick got fired. And, um, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a, a dude. That's crazy. See stat. Hold on for advertising. 
Dude That's Crazy is brought to you by... I started young, and my friends made fun of me for how disgusting it was. <laughs> I would often wait for people to look away and then just have some from a flask. I felt like a real jerk. Last Thanksgiving, I was kicked out of my brother's house. He yells at me, how can you come into my house in front of my children and pour a ranch on cranberry sauce? Yuck. D-I-I-R-S, Drowned in Ranch Syndrome, is a very real and total threat to your health and relationships. It starts with responsible ranch use on salads, raw vegetables, and buffalo wings. Then someone says, try it on your pizza. You know it's wrong, but you want to be cool. Then you think, maybe I'll put it on my cheese steak. Ranch isn't that different from cheese. Then you're asking for ranch with your chocolate mousse. No matter how many disgusted looks you get from servers or friends or family, you are chasing that white silky dragon everywhere. Here at Ranch, no, relaxo, we won't judge your past, but we will help you build a better palate. At our desert setting rehab facility, we have removed all temptation, like open green farms, glorious blue mountains, cows, basically anything that would appear on a Hidden Valley bottle. With our rigorous tasting menu of non-ranch covered foods, we will rebuild your ability to eat and not gross people out. Thank you. Ranch, no, relaxo. Thanks for making me less of a weirdo. Ranch, no, relaxo. I can taste my life again. And I know that particular advertisement uh, will be upsetting, um, but you people with your ranch dressing are out of control. Um, Love ranch but, dressing. <laughs> yep. Um, so Jason Garrett um, has, in the 26 games he has been the offensive coordinator, the Giants have scored 42 touchdowns. That's 1.6 touchdowns a game. That's not like that's not an acceptable offense like the idea that you can't scheme you know three touchdowns a week is like crazy and embarrassing um also i saw that like andrew thomas has one touchdown this year uh kenny galladay and the first round pick good sony have zero um like that's just you know that's not setting players to be successful like you should have just like schemed up plays to make Daniel Jones getting a rhythm. And like, there's always this stuff. Like, you know, when you watch a Case Keenum or a Trevor Simeon, they at least get into a flow. Like, I don't think this is a Daniel Jones problem. I think this is really a horrifically bad scheming problem. And I think, you know, I think they, they made a mistake not firing Garrett after last year because that whole Mark Colombo getting like a fist fight with players, a, a coach, right, right, was brought in by Jason Garrett because like, Jason Garrett coached him in Dallas. Like, oh, you'll get a job and you could have this job. But, like, he clearly can't handle being around people or coaching people. And, like, that should have been a sign like, hey, Jason, you're not good at this anymore. So, you know, this isn't Jerry's World where we'll cover that shit up. Like, you failed. Um, you're doing a terrible job and we're not going to keep doing this. So, I mean, I, right. I think I think the whole franchise will get rebuilt. I, 
I don't hate Gettleman as much as everybody else. I think, surprisingly, other than offensive line, he's actually done a pretty good job bringing talent in all positions except for the offensive line. Um, so, And, you know, I don't know what to think about Joe Judge. I think he... I think his biggest fault is he let Jason Garrett go, or let let keep kept Jason Garrett instead of firing him. Yeah, if you had one, your wish list of one, who would I guess you don't even know who's available, but like of the available offense coordinators, is there someone who you're like, oh, I'd like that, or I mean, here's a here's an offense that I think would work, you know, like you know the Raiders offense, not the Raiders offense, but like. Here's an offense that I think would work with these weapons. I mean, what I would say is I would I would start – I'd probably just press the full re- reset button. Um, I mean, like, if you can get – if you can get one of those Kansas City assistants that are under Eric Benemy to be the new offensive coordinator for the Giants, that's great. Um, but what I think I would like – this is like if we do the reset, which I think will happen – you bring in somebody to run the organization who's really smart. I actually, I hope they kind of do something like a little weird. Like, I don't know who's a good name, but I'd like to see the first uh, female. I think there is actually a female president of football operations someplace. But another, like a type of person who's like like that, who's gone through a lot and has had to think about football in a different way to prove prove themselves. So like, that would be great. And then hopefully they agree with my assessment that I, w- I would love for Eric Bianami to be the new head coach. I think, um, you know, you know, Andy Reid's assistants are kind of like up and down uh, historically, but um, they won a f- championship in Philly. Uh, Frank Reich, after like finally figuring out who Jonathan Taylor was, uh, that team's been playing good. Um, so like, I, you know, I'm all I'm. That's my dream guy. That's who I wanted before. Uh, Joe Judge was hired. I was like, I hope they get the enemy. But I don't know. That might be just um, like Patrick Mahomes dust on him. So, well, it should be. Uh, I mean, we'll all be watching your matchup with Frank this weekend, you know, because it does have such implications. Um, and best of luck. Who knows? Who knows so let me write this happen. down. Actually, so we both right. agree Matt beats you. Yes. Um, I am gonna say. Frank beats me, and my season's over. Yeah, I think that that's going to happen too, unfortunately, for you, not for Frank. Um, yeah, just I just like looking at your team. I think that there's a, you know, Eli Mitchell and AJ Brown are kind of big question marks to me. To see if they play and how well they play. Um, so. But, you know, sometimes it's just one one player having a big game. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, yeah. It, it, well, it's not even that. But, like, Frank is Frank's last week was a massive outlier compared to the six weeks before. So, because, mm-hmm. um, like, again, since week five, he's only, like, if you look at his schedule, it's like 95, 105, 88, 102, 93, 160. Yeah. All right. And the next up. Uh is uh brother brian versus henry um and right now the projections are 110 brian to 122 henry um and that's with patterson 
it has them out, but giving Patterson points uh, and no Zach Ertz. So, and he still has Justin Fields in his lineup. And he has Justin Fields right as a zero. So, where is Henry on the? Uh... He's eighth in the waiver priority. So I don't All think right, he's so getting Dalton. He will not get Dalton either. Uh, and he doesn't really. I mean, can, I guess Kenny Galladay he can slide into that slot. Um, and he does. And it would be uh, Mike Davis as his or or Foreman, but probably Davis. So uh, this will be an inter- interesting matchup and kind of important, right? There's a chance. What's so? What's the way to start this conversation? Uh, Henry's in, and he has a first-round buy locked up, correct? Uh, Yeah, because Ryan lost. Because Ryan Ryan lost, so it's like Mike, Matt, and Henry. And Henry for sure has one. Yeah. So, um, again, doesn't really need to worry about this, but it, it has a bigger impact on the possibility of Brian getting in. So, um, what to say about this matchup? So here, before we get into that, here's a question that I don't think we ever talk about, and okay. I'm kind of scared to bring it up because, uh, like the the Saquon thing in the preseason, where I'm like, I only want to bring this up if I feel something's going to change. I feel the opposite. I don't want anything to change. But what do you feel about like benching uh, players, like? Henry could decide Brian makes the playoffs if he perceives Brian as the least bit bit of a threat. Um, how do you like feel like gamesmanship? That? Is that your question, basically? Well, is it gamesmanship? Is it against the rules? Is it against the intention of the rules? And then, if it's against the intention of the rules, is there a penalty? So I think that in our constitution, uh, I have to look this up, but I think the only requirement is that you roster a full team. Um. I don't even know if that's in there because we definitely have like, weeks where people have like left injured players in and buys and stuff. But have they done that because they don't have any other option? Like, I guess they they'd still have an option because they have to go get someone off the waiver wire. Yeah, I thought it's, that's it's, that it's that negligence or malice. Well, I mean, like it's also just like people forgetting. Like, I think it's negligence. Yeah. Um, that's different. Neg- like negligence is fine. Like sometimes something happens last minute and. You know, you don't roster a full team. But I think that I thought it was in our constitution. We definitely talked about this. Um, I'm going to look through our constitution. So I looked it up, and it is not in our constitution that you have to roster a full team. I think that was probably a conversation that we had before, Eamon. Um, I kind of wish it was in there uh, so that this situation, you know, it, it's showing up that like I think that you should have to roster a full team now who you choose to put on that team uh, you know is up to you and, I, and I'm okay with the gamesmanship there I'm not okay with him like not playing people um, but I'm okay with him like setting a lineup that's maybe not that great so that because he sees Brian as someone that he could you know easily get out and is afraid to play Frank or whatever um so you're okay with him leaving justin fields in hypothetically uh no that's what i mean like i'm not like if i think that if you don't 
play somebody, that's not cool. Like if you have somebody that can go into that um, slot, which anybody can go into that slot, basically, you have to play somebody. Um, but that's not a rule. Um, someone could do that. I'm sure it would cause a lot of commotion. Um, but because it's not a rule, I can't be like, you're not allowed to do this because we haven't set that. And I'm sure it would come up in rules the next year. I like if it came up in the rules, like, are they allowed to play bad people so that then they can, this person can get in? I'm like, sure. I would be, I would say that's allowed because you still never know what's going to happen. And um, you have to still make some choices as far as like, are you cutting players? Or are you moving players? So uh, I don't think that Henry does that. I think that Henry just puts somebody in there without disturbing his bench and drop dropping a player to go get somebody maybe. But um, I think he probably just slides like Kenny Galladay into it and calls it a day or somebody that he gets off waivers this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's more like the I, – I think it's hard, and I, I don't think there's an easy solution. I think everybody kind of pretends it's really easy to discuss. Uh, you know, I, I, I think you should start your best lineup, and if for some reason people have a reason to think you're not I, – I just don't think anyone in our league would do it, but – I think that would be number one. I think most people don't think that way. Mm -hmm. um, and yep. a handful of people who think like things are advantage. I assume the people like that in our league have a moral compass that want to do that. Like, obviously I would think about stuff like that, but I would never do that. Cause I don't, I think also it's karmically, like you're just going to get screwed in the end. But yeah. Um, but like, I think the people who like think that l deep level of fantasy, like, you know, if I was, you know, I, I I don't want Ryan to be in the playoffs, but he's going to be in there uh, right. because those running backs could just demolish you. I, you know, I don't I don't think he's the prohibitive favorite. I also um, I refuse to say who I think the prohibitive favorite is now because when I said uh, uh, Frank was the man and I think he had the best team, he tumbled right after that, and then I think pretty much next week or. Two weeks later, I said, you know, Isaac Henry's by far away the leader. Derrick Henry got hurt, so I'm, I'm not going to put that juju on anybody else. Uh, but I do have somebody who I think is, is a presumptive winner, right? uh, as long as nothing goes sideways, and it's not Ryan. You could probably figure out who that would be, but, uh, but you know. Ray. Ray. Um, Ray makes a charging comeback, like he said in the Slack. Um, yeah, again, I would be okay with it. I don't agree with it. I would be okay with it uh, because it's not breaking the rules. I probably wouldn't do it myself uh, because I, I do kind of believe in that. Especially for this league, we all know each other. We just want the best teams to like get in in, a, um, in the way that they should get in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so in this matchup... Uh, what do you have happening? I mean, I think Henry wins again. Um, this feels like Josh Allen might have a nice big, big game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, big, big Thanksgiving day. I mean, I think weirdly his stats will be like 250, but I can see like 
two rushing TDs and two passing sure. TDs. Sure. Um, just like New Orleans gives them short fields because Simeon can't do anything. But, you know, the Saints defense is good. But at the end of the day, if you give them the ball, like, within 60 yards of the end zone six or seven times, like, Buffalo's probably going to get three or four touchdowns, and they probably all go through Allen. Mm. Yeah. And I, and I just think the rest of his team is on level with Brian, especially if, if there's no Kamara. Um, right. He's yeah. in trouble. He doesn't yeah. have Kamara in his lineup right now, but that's the that's the big question. Yeah, for me, it's it's like I just don't think that, you know, Hines or David Johnson, maybe Hines hits those numbers, uh, you know, gets a couple big, like, passes, you know, like screens or something. I don't know. But I don't see David Johnson. I mean, David Johnson with Philip Lindsay leaving. I mean, I guess he's the only back. But I don't know who the other back is there. Um, uh, they still have um, Rex Burkhead. Oh, yes, Rex Burkhead, of course. And then they have Good Royce Freeman. Okay. Making, making an appearance. One of Eamon's old old favorites. And uh, oh. I don't know if this is a good sign for A.J. Brown. I don't think it is. Uh, when they waived uh, Adrian Peterson, the, the Titans, they signed Golden Tate just for an interesting... Did they really? <laughs> uh, I mean, interesting probably, guy. Yeah, maybe an e- easy target. Let me learn the offense in six days. Um, okay. I I have Brian winning this. Oh, really? Yeah. You feel strongly in that? Because no. that's not what you were saying. No. Like... no I'm, I, I don't feel – I was like, yeah, I don't know how he does it with the – but I'm just, like, looking. It's like I think maybe Ty, Tyrod Taylor has himself a big game. And it's like David Johnson is going against the Jets. And – you know, Devo Samuel, like I can see like a big, like Minnesota, San Francisco, high scoring game. Uh, I don't know who he's going to pick up as far as his tight end to, to, or like, or who he's going to put in that, uh, sorry, flex spot, but Tyler Boyd, I don't know. So I don't know. I just feel like Henry's kind of on a slide right now. Um, and he loses. I don't know. That's just like it's a complete gut feeling. The smart thing would probably be to say that Henry wins. But uh, anything else? Okay, we'll see. We'll see how you do because I was going to hopefully I was hoping we just we would... all agree to the same thing and just well that way it'd be easier to figure out the matchups. Okay, but, so, so let's, let's... let's between the two of us let's come to a conclusion on each matchup. Okay. So okay for that for the sake of that the thing that we're just creating right now I'll go with Henry. Okay. Cool. Good. And in the secret back room. I'll be cheering for you, Brian Ducey. Okay. Playing both sides of the coin. Got you. Yes, playing both sides of the coin. <laughs> per usual. All right. Let's move to our next matchup. Uh, Rich Gang Royalty versus Hurt So Good. Uh, Laurent versus uh, Mike. Uh, okay. So, Lamar Jackson would... We we assume he's coming back. That that he must have been like really sick, huh? Like I mean, I think they were like they didn't want to say it, but I think he was probably on IVs. Um, wow. I don't, was it you who I was? No, I thought I, t- I was texting with Mike about this Sunday morning. Um, I was like, I can't wait for all the stories about how Lamar Jackson has changed his diet and sleeping habits because this is like his third illness. This like since like 
preseason, not counting the COVID. The COVID, yeah. So he's he's doing something where his immune system is either very low or he's living a very risky lifestyle, like especially in the COVID world and you know, he's not vaxxed and whatever, we don't have to get into that. Um but, you know, you'd figure he should minimize like this isn't like a normal situation. Um so you know, I think there's going to be a lot of stories like he changed his diet, he's he's sleeping in a hyperbolic chamber to like really fix his immune system so he's 100% every week because um, I don't remember a QB missing a game from this. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think this is like any, like I, I think the guy's very tough so I don't, I don't think it's that. I just, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's something weird. Um, so the biggest thing that I look at with this matchup is that, you know, CD Lamb is a huge question mark. Um, you know, he can't play. He can't play. Like they're saying there's a chance that he plays. He does. He, he didn't practice today, uh, which is not surprising. I can't imagine that he practices, uh, next week or uh, practices it tomorrow. And then he goes into a, a short week and plays in a Thanksgiving Day game. I, like, I just don't well, see I think, that happening. Yeah, so I didn't realize this, but it may, may not be true. I don't know what podcast I was listening to. I heard this. It was talking about a different player with a concussion. If you don't do the walkthrough the day before the game, you can't play if you have a concussion. Oh, um, interesting. So that may be something to keep like in mind. Um, but I mean, like he's a very notable guy. I think the NFL... I mean, I, I first off, I never believe that there's, like, pressure from teams to actually get these, especially the concussion guys out there. Because, like, if, if you know, a doctor can just decide to burn that fucking organization and sell a book and say, like, Jerry Jones came to my office and said, CeeDee Lamb has to play on Thanksgiving. And, like, that's just not, I don't think that's going to happen. So I, I don't yeah. think he'll be cleared. And um, so that limits Dak's upside a little bit. Um, but he, he doesn't have Dak playing right now. Oh, does he? He has Cam and he has Aaron Rodgers. So, um, you know, I'm guessing, I'm guessing who who's the, let's just quickly look at this league. He has the fifth priority um, and the top wide, the top like wide receivers that are currently there. He might go get T.Y. Hilton, you know, um, that T.Y. Hilton, Nick Westbrook, Akine, you know, LaVisca's still there, blah. Um, and then we're looking at MVS, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Tim Patrick. You never, you know, don't ever sleep on Tim Patrick. He's so, he's still the number th- 34. Wow. And he just got an extension. So he'll probably use his waiver priority on a wide receiver that he wants um, because, you know, you want to have that security uh, of knowing who you're going to play in that spot in case CeeDee Lamb and most likely CeeDee Lamb does not play. But he'll probably go after T.Y. Hilton, I imagine. Get that nice Carson Wentz stack. Indianapolis stack. So uh, in this matchup, what what do you have happening? Uh, I think Mike takes it. I think, uh, I think Mike's cons- it I think Mike's been a consistent like body blow type of like just one forty 
you know, he's going to probably overtake Henry for points for, like, for the league. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, they're, what, 18 points apart. Um, you know, I think he's just he's, he's just got a team. I don't love his players. Like, I don't love Deontay Johnson. Um, I guess I love Jamar Chase. But, like, putting Jarvis Landry and those type of players out there weekly is going to be fine. But, um, you know, and also, like, Lamar Jackson tends to have good games against Cleveland, I remember. Like, just kind of, like, fun. And uh, I feel like uh, I feel like this Cleveland team is ready to break, like, a really bad loss. Like, really embarrassing. Um, and that might be this week. This might be, like, a Lamar Jackson 150 yards rushing um, and 300 yards passing type of game. Right. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think that Mike wins it. Um, sadly, that would, I think that means that he runs out. Um, but uh, we'll no, see. He we'll has six wins with, yeah, he has six wins. So we'll see um, the math at the end. what the math at the end will do. So we agree on that happening. Yeah. Okay. Um, next matchup is the J team versus GG Easy, which we found out last week it means good king. Easy. Uh, and we have, I mean, this is pretty straightforward too, 151.85, uh, to Jay's 120.11. Uh, anything, you know, he's missing a defense. I'm sure he'll slide a defense in there. Uh, he doesn't really have anyone on his bench who it's like, oh, that's going to change too much. Um, and Ryan could... He's got a little bit of depth there, doesn't he? Could, you know, put in... He's got a lot of depth. Uh, could slide in Godwin or something like that and change it a little bit, but um, I don't think that it impacts the projections too much. So, uh, what do you have to say about this one, brother? Uh, I mean, I I actually think Jay's depth is, is better. Um Depth-wise, because uh, he's got Sanders and Corey Davis who are projected to get over 12.5 points um, on his bench, and it seems like he's chosen his lineup. I, I hope he takes T. Higgins out, because that seems like it's just silly to keep starting him. Um, got him in another league. It's been constantly disappointing. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I would say just mathematically, and for our purposes, we'll say Ryan's going to win, mm-hmm. but an upset is not out of the question. Like, He's got some high. Uh, um, Jay has some high end guys with Thielen, Devontae Smith, and Mark Andrews who could all, like, if it clicks, they could all go for thirty, um, and and that's with DeAndre Swift. But I do believe Baker is a is just like a ankle weight right now, and mm-hmm. like just slowing you down so you don't have your full normal striding. It's an ankle weight like only on one ankle, so like it's weird and you're hurting your hip. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think that Jay, we've, we've kind of talked about this, that he's, he's going to be a contender in the, you know, constellation bracket. Um, he's going to, he's got a pretty solid team and, you know, he'll be playing for the top slot in that and, you know, first choice, he'll probably end up being the top three of that, I imagine in over five weeks. 
Uh, yeah, but I, I, I too also have Ryan kind of, he's just pretty darn stacked. Uh, he just has a bunch of guys that have the potential, like you were saying, oh, they have the potential to go off, like Devonta Smith and Adam Thielen, you know, it's like, yeah, he's got Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cook, all those guys, you know, Chris Godwin, all those guys could go off. Um, and he, his, you know, AJ Dillon, Christian McCaffrey, but, and his, you know, at least his QB one is going to be better than uh, Jay's QB one. So yeah, I have Ryan walking away with this one and so, ending it. So Diggs is an interesting guy, right? Like mm-hmm. we all know he's Stefan Diggs. We all know mm-hmm. he's not performed to where he was drafted, but he is currently wide receiver nine. But if you look at his weekly stat lines, you know, this is like, this is an example of like, number one, I, I don't want to necessarily always get wide receivers early in the draft, but also to what I'm saying is that like wide receivers in the passing games seem to be down. Cause like he's wide receiver nine and like one week against the tight ends and one week against the Jets, you would say he's been dominant. And like the Colts, like I, I think dominant is like 15 or more points. So I would guess like the Colts 16.3 is, is close, but like, it you know for wide receiver nine it doesn't feel all that impressive and yeah um, I mean every, it's like every week it's been you know double digits most of them have been lower double digits uh, and I guess that's kind of what you need but like I think that's that's been the difficult thing too with uh, this this season is figuring out you know the guys that are constantly producing. There's only probably like two or three that are, you know, 15, averaging 15 points and above uh, from week to week in the wide receiver. So it's, I think that like, oh, am I going to play this guy? Why isn't like, why is, you know, this X player scoring more than Stefan Diggs uh, from week to week? You know, like well, Debo's probably up there. I'd imagine Jamar Chase and. Devontae Adams, but those are the only three that come off the top of my head who are like consistently performing higher. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that uh, Ryan Ryan walks away with it, you know, and uh, ends ends at seven and five. So you agree with I, that? Yeah, Ryan too. Yeah. Cool. All right, and now we're into our final matchup which is anything is possible. Mr. Unlimited RDF, uh, Ray versus Willie. Uh, (laughs) I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. So here it's like kind of staggering. Ray is projected 145.76 over Willie at 113.75. So this should be like a cakewalk um so well let's hold on let's uh let's go really quick to ray's reactions i'm sure they'll be hot and spicy Woo, fellas amundo bretto Woo, rick flair voice 
Although anything's possible, it feels good to be back in that W column. Woo! After numerous stays at the Galladay Inn Express, experiencing unsatisfactory service, noisy neighbors, and a trash minibar. And finally, what's my name this week? Anything's possible is back. Henry, no Josh Allen, no Derrick Henry, no second quarterback. Rut row. Maybe it's time for a new team name and a new stick. I mean, the league loves it. It's just that the player that it's named after may just be a one-star receiver. And we all know we need those five stars to get that bonus. Hotel guys, am I right? Another week of no one knows anything about football. The Chiefs have a defense now. All the numbers and data tell you to start Dak and CeeDee Lamb, and they combine for four points. Dak and Patrick Mahomes have zero touchdowns in that game? Come on. Colt McCoy is a Seahawk killer? Russell Wilson. ruh -roh. Jonathan Taylor. Jesus. Bill's defense. They gotta pray. And it was Sunday, by the way. I think we all saw Big Brother Matt laying an egg and Mike Cap was going to go off when Tyler Huntley was going to start. Also, I saw the name Tyler Huntley, then looked him up. Had no idea he was black. My bad. That's on me. Brian, way to sting it to Willie. What happened there? Laurent, I know 33 points from Rodgers on your bench really hurt, dude. But not as much as my ears hurt after listening to that Pat McAfee interview I listened to. 45 minutes, I will never, ever get back. Is he officially a bad dude now? I'm reading in between the lines of woke and cancel culture. Hashtag never forget. Cam Newton being back makes me feel good. Pittsburgh versus the Chargers Sunday night. The only game I did not watch this season because on paper, it looked like it sucked. But ends up being the best game of the year and Herbert got punched in the stomach that's a little gut check for you if I've ever seen one sunshine Frank big win big brother Matt big loss the Anderson Bowl has plenty of implications I wonder if this comes back to bite big brother Matt in the butt for talking spicy to Bradley a few days ago no Patrick Mahomes no CH or CMC as Brad would say no second quarterback right row fellas Live from the side of the road, on my way back to wherever I'm headed, from Virginia. I want to wish you happy Thanksgiving. Oh, that was a truck. And those are the weekend reactions. Spicy. Um. Spicy. No, I, I, you know, I think, I think I've been talking about this, and I, I didn't notice it until I was like going back to our dynasty league, and I was looking at projections, and like, I really hope Sleeper figures out like these projections because I don't know if you listened to last week's reactions. I don't know if you go back and listen to them, um, but I do think there's something fundamentally broken with these projections, and I think it makes it less fun. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, uh, who was the player we were making fun of last year? Nicole Hardman. It was projected to get, like, 11 points. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so, like, you're only, like, you're selling the app as in, like, here, be excited about your players. And then when they let you down, like, 
does that overpower you versus like you know i don't know it, it's it's something i hope they figure out and like they stop just constantly putting all these players like 25 point projections like there should be like christian mccaffrey maybe jonathan taylor um i don't think any wide receivers so those are the only guys who should be projected over 20 points for the rest of the season um like dalvin cook should be around 16 stefan Diggs should be around 12 or 13 um like it, it just seems like a, a broken part that's not as fun yeah like you look at someone like darren waller right uh he's projected this week you know who, who knows he may get 11.48 points but if you look at him he's had 11.4 points uh three times, one, two, times. three four times so I don't know, and and he's had sub that one, two, three, four, five times. Um, so I just don't think that I agree with you that there's kind of constant letdown, and it seems you know that it's not always. I, I wonder how they come up with these numbers, um, and if they if they do juice them a little bit to get you a little bit more excited. Uh, so there's a couple things on uh, Willie's. Willie will have. Stafford in over Claypool, um, and then probably bounce Marquez Callaway or something like that. Uh, and then he may put in Javante over Ty, Ty Johnson, but maybe not because of uh, Michael Carter being out. So the gap will be a little bit smaller than it currently is by about maybe 17 points or so to make a nice round number of 130 to 145 and 15 points is not so out of the question. Um, but I'm just going to say that, okay. So what you, I'm going to say that Willie wins this because he, yes. it would be not, yes. it would not be appropriate for Willie to lose in this. Like it'd be more appropriate and in line. Uh, that Ray loses <laughs> uh, with his if you projections were, being higher. If you were going to ask me who I thought was going to win, I was like, I'm not going to pick this because um, I don't pull on Superman's cape, but I don't know what the equivalent of Willie being Superman is, where he's the second lowest in points, but somehow wins all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that equivalent is. So uh, I'm glad we both, just both pencil in Willie just uh, to add to the chaos so we're not... You know, it feels like spitting into the wind, uh, picking against Willie. I know he lost last week, but um, it surprisingly has worked out a lot of times. Yeah, so, okay, so it should be a fun one because that will have implications, I bet, as well. Um, And maybe we can talk about if this is one, why don't we do this again? So we've agreed on all of them, or let's go with all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll do scenario one which is what we've just said with Willie winning and scenario two with Ray winning. And those are the only two things that will change and will to give you an indication of how much things would change. So, all right. So in this scenario, we don't have it worked out. So as we talk through the the tiebreakers, um, we may say something wrong or uh, might go back and say, Oh wait, no, no, this is something. Okay. So So in this scenario, Matt wins. So, so let's, let's do it reverse. Let's do, Let's do so. All right, Henry is the number one seed yep. based on this. Yes. Uh, Mike just, is... just recap. Recap who's winning each thing, so that it, and then jump into it. So Matt wins. Frank uh, wins. Sure. 
Henry wins, Mike wins, Ryan wins, Willie wins. Okay. So in that scenario, what is the makeup? So Henry's the number one seed. Um, yep. Mike's the number two seed. Yep. Uh, Ryan's the third division winner who has to play. Um, we've decided Frank will be points four winner. Um, mm-hmm. Matt, who will be eight and four, uh, will be the first wild card record. And now, based on this, um, Willie gets to seven wins. So who else is at seven wins? No one else is at seven wins. Well, Frank technically will be. Um, Brian lost, we said. So if, if Frank Frank wins, who has the tiebreaker? Well, it doesn't matter. He's, the point, he's in first for points for so Willie would be, would be the playoff team. But but, with record, right? With, is it is it a thing where this is actually pretty? This is going to be interesting. Is it outside of the division winners or outside of the pe- the po- possible teams making the playoffs? Does that make sense? So like, because so, if Fr- Frank gets in as far as record because he beat Willie, no 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 he gets okay. in because we decided he was the points for. This is why I posted it in the chat because everybody keeps getting confused. The first person selected at the division, it's points four. So they're pulled out of the pool. They're in the playoffs. Got it. Got it. That's the thing that, like, I, that's why I put it in there. And I think Ray was like, it's like you guys keep saying that. But, um, but the, so Frank doesn't matter. Whoever gets points four doesn't matter. That's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted Mike to win the division. Because if Mike didn't win the division, he would have won points for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so say it one more time. So Willie. So would Henry. Be the... So Henry yeah. and Mike play each other, and then Ryan will end up playing Willie as the last team to get in as a wild card because he's the division winner, and then Frank points four will play the first wild card record winner uh matt matt cool all right so scenario two which this is, is where chaos happens chaos which is amazing basically matt, matt everything wins. stays the same everything stays the same it's the same yep except, except for right now right. everybody hold on simmer down simmer down uh all right so everything stays the same except for now the wild card record winner the last one is a six and six team, which yes. is which will include um, Brian, Laurent, Willie, uh, and you know, yeah, maybe there's a chance, but whatever. Um, so, so to do that math, let's do that really quickly. Uh, so Willie, going to schedule. Uh, so we said Brian, right? So. Brian, Brian lost to Willie. And Laurent. Okay. So Brian lost to Willie once. Um, And then, and then, so Brian and Willie are one on one, heads up. Let's see if Willie's played Laurent. He he has, he beat Laurent. Okay. Oh, yes. So he's two and one against those three teams. Now let's look at Laurent's schedule and see who he's played. Um,. Did he play Brian? It looks like he might not have. 
No, he, he lost to Brian. And he lost to Willie. Yeah. So Laurent's out, Willie gets in. All right. So, you know, the one big factor is like if if somehow I pass Frank for points, that will also be affected. Um, but people have been sick about hearing about that, so um, you could start well, doing your own math. I think I think the tiebreaker between those four, if they're all six and six, will put. Uh, or sorry, so if if no, yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, I was just saying, like I was gonna say, like well, Frank could win, and I can beat him points for it. No, I can't. I have to beat him points for by beating him in this game by more so, than seven. I think. I think the difference is actually, you may, you know, we said we were going to do this. So uh, I think you may be wrong. Uh, I think that if Willie loses, uh, Brian gets in because Brian, Willie in division will have three wins. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I miscalculated that. And Brian will have, I think, four wins. Brian will have one, two, three, four wins. Yeah. So if Willie loses and everything else stays the same, Brian's in. Yes, I guess. Yeah. Cool. That's our best guess for now. <laughs> so, so, and then there's all, a bunch of different playoff scenarios that we just won't go through because it's going to be, it'd be mind numbing. It's already mind numbing. We just came up with two things. So, um, but for the most part, you know, there's, there's a way in for still six or seven teams, right? So, uh, well, everybody except for you, Jay, Jay and, uh, Ray. and Ray. Yeah. So nine teams can still get in. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. Very it's good. It's been like that for five weeks now. Yeah. They're, it's 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 kind of re- like reflects the um, the NFL. Like who who are the teams that are getting into the playoffs? Right? Who are the AFC teams? Who are the NFC? Like it's it's a little bit uh, chaotic. I, I mean, good. last year um, last year we had I think seven teams with below five hundred record. This year we're gonna have, you know, there's a scenario where we have like what four teams with below five hundred records. Yeah. Like I, I can get to five hundred, and then it's just Ray, you, Jay. That's it. That's it. that would be it. Yeah. Uh, so you're gonna have at least eight. At least eight with five hundred or above. Yeah, I mean this is a. It's a tight. What leash. a year! What a year! Uh, very good. So, we'll kind of. I'm sure the chat will be active all weekend because of games on uh on thursday three games on thursday and then you know a, a big slate on sunday sunday and our monday night game what is the monday night game That's uh, a- washington seattle washington uh yeah washington seattle okay so um some not as juicy as some matchups we're ba- basically looking at like russ dk lockett um terry mclaurin well, yeah, Terry McLaurin, J.D. McKissick, uh, you know, I'll have Kissing. Alex Collins probably going, maybe going, I don't know, going. Going, um, probably. So, um, 
So yeah, I don't. Um... Not the not the biggest players, but enough players that it could uh, it could come down to a five yard run by Alex Collins. Um, also, just to let everybody know, there'll probably be something um, dropping Monday night. I know last time I promised this. Uh, I had some stuff come up, but uh, it's mostly edited and it'll be ready for Monday night when uh, the season's ended. And uh, get your popcorn. Uh, I Even I don't know what this is, and I'm not even going to ask him what it is. I'm excited to listen to it. Uh, with all there may you... be a visual element to it. Oh. That's what good. takes time sometimes. That, editing the podcast takes a little bit of time, but actually doing video and the stuff that might or might not be in this video uh takes a little time and uh you know just remember we're all having fun here this is all a fun fun thing and on that note let's end the pod thanks again so much for listening everybody happy thanksgiving uh enjoy time with your families and loved ones um i can't believe we're we've made it to the final week of the season uh see you guys in the chat He's out.